Hey everyone, and welcome to The Rational Republican, a podcast where we look at complex issues facing us here in Oregon and around the nation. We'll try to address issues from a nonpartisan perspective and view our disagreements through a lens of respect rather than tribalism or divisiveness. I'm James Ball. This is Nick Perlosky. Hey listeners, how we doing? Today's podcast is brought to you by ProLift Doors of Portland. ProLift is your one-stop shop for residential and small commercial garage doors from openers, springs, and rollers to full reinstalls. They offer same-day service on all garage door repairs with no extra charge for evenings or weekends. Serving West Portland out to Hillsboro, call today and set up your free estimate at 503-558-6349 or at proliftdoors.com slash Portland. Again, that's 503-558-6349 or proliftdoors.com slash Portland. On this episode of the podcast, we have Ray McMillan. And so, Ray... I came across your webpage or your Facebook page several months ago, and I don't even actually remember where it came from, but I've been following you and just kind of interested to see your perspective on things. Um, it's it's a little bit different from our traditional guests who are usually, you know, pretty dyed in the wool Republican, but I uh, wanted to invite you on the show and have a discussion with somebody who maybe disagrees with us a little bit. So Hell yeah. Do you want to just give like a 60-second speech about who you are, your background? Yeah, just cleared up. I I should have a website. I do, but no one goes there because I don't take care of it. But the Facebook you're talking about, I've been zucked so many times. The account you're looking at is called Rain Man, one word, (laughs) McMillan, letter I is the only vowel. I have my regular Rain McMillan page for employers, so whenever Antifa sends a letter, it goes there. But um, the one that I have is Facebook slash Rain Man McMillan 2. Quickest description... I went to Portland State. I probably had the graduation year of about 2004 for a master's and did this, like mass communication studies, and uh, looked back. We are not mass communication. Let's just play. <laughs> We're medium communications. But I, I don't according know to the PSU mass. community department, if you scream about Marxism from a street corner, you are broadcasting. So, <laughs> well, you, you know, it, okay. we, the, the KPSU for life, blah, blah, blah. But um, what happened was I got out. Just as podcasts were starting. So I hate to say people like you, with all due love, I was looking at a job <laughs> like 94-7 in a morning show. And then they're like, oh, actually, we get all of our morning shows piped in from one person. And they send it out everywhere. And they change the weather. So then I did what you do do with a degree in psychology and mass communication of Portland. And I became a strip club DJ. So uh, a lot of this, and go ahead, guys, and blah, 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 yeah, a lot of that. Tip your, tip your waitresses. Well, the cool thing about working in Portland strip clubs is the job interview is like, do you do cocaine, and are you a rapist? <laughs> and if you can answer no to both of those questions, they give you Friday. <laughs> there it is. If you answer no to one of the questions, they start you on day shift. Like it's, <laughs> it's not. And so I did that, and um, what happened politically is I come from the 90s liberal so my politics really haven't changed. I'm sure we'll get into it, but I'm hu- I am would be libertarian now. But a good example of it is in the 90s, I didn't like the Republicans because they're screaming, you know, uh, gay people are the devil. And also the, the Democrats, Tipper Gore put a sticker on CDs that said parental advisory that let me know exactly which CDs to buy, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> the anti-authoritarian thing, if someone says don't do it, I wanted to do it. Where I got turned off from being a quote-unquote leftist recently should be pretty obvious. I'm sure your listeners have heard the story a thousand times. But not only did I get canceled because of the the fascist accusations because I like small markets. Um, A good example is I'm really pro-gun. And -hmm. when I say pro-gun, you, I'm guessing you guys are 2A, you know Mm -hmm. that murder is disgusting, right? No one would ever want to have to murder. I'm a smart enough person to know when I should be allowed to murder. And we shouldn't be promoting school shootings. Well, you and the person that believes in um, pro-choice to the hardcore, that's the same argument for abortion, right? Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. You shouldn't be celebrating it. But if you get raped in an alley and you go down there within a week and try to get a plan B and they deny you, then yeah, you have a case. So my left friends say, well, guns are different. No, they're not. My my view is this is a a, um, expletive world and we live in an expletive society. So we need to be prepared for the worst, but that doesn't mean we should celebrate it. So I noticed that a lot of my right-wing friends in giant effing air quotes were talking like you guys. I'm not talking hillbillies and stuff that are the sure. stereotype, but people that are like, 
hey, little girl, you want some free market? You know, just kind of this... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, might, I might need to censor that. <laughs> but yeah, well, no, I'm not talking anything creepy. I mean, like the whole like the ice cream just salesman. Joking. Yeah, you're the one that just went joking. there, right? But um, no, yeah, I think that I heard the little ice cream man driving around my neighborhood, like, Ron Paul, ding, ding, ding. And then I'm looking at... Um, I made a list of all the people that I have been labeled as hanging out with that are fascist. Not one of them is all of the following, cis, white, straight, and male. Hmm. So a gay guy, uh, dozens of black dudes. Um, I moved around a lot, lived in different areas, and the people that told me that the Democrat Party was the worst thing to happen to them were black men. Hmm. Uh, they're, they're, I, don't, I don't live their life. Their experiences, I can watch out for an effing Southern flag. I don't know about the American one. I really don't know about the pink one. And that kind of woke me up. So um, I work for Exotic. I was working for it until pandemic. Maybe we'll cut this out depending on how this podcast goes. But um, Go for it. It's a local strip club magazine that for some reason, we'll, we don't publish a lot of stripper stuff. We were what the Willamette Week was and Portland Mercury was back in the day. Um, crazy third-party articles. You know, Vice, early Vice, before the whole my kitten came out as transgender today. But like back in the, we mm. raided an underground party and this is what we saw. That's what Exotic is. And when I took the editing job, because I had a column, my boss says, we need to make sure our politics are on the same page. Now, he's in Portland. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, here it comes. He sits me down. He goes, I want to make sure we don't fall too far left. I go, wait, wait, too far left? And he goes, yeah, because, and we can air this, 99% of the business owners, whether or not they're strip clubs, drag shows, they're Republicans. Because they know what it's like to own a business. So a lot of these female-owned stores and the all-lives, or not, don't say that, but the In Our America, that crowd, a lot of them are right-leaning. And by right, small government. So I would be yeah. a right-wing liberal. I, uh, I'm big on looking forward, but I also see that government is not the way to get us there. Sure. One of the things I did want to talk about is political identity. And this is something that I've been thinking a lot about lately is... Um, so I like to consider myself a, a moderate Republican. Nick, who holds almost exactly the same views as I do, what do you you don't like the word moderate. What what is it you refer to yourself as? Well, I think I'm a conservative Republican. I think the rest Fair. of the conservative Republicans are wrong. I don't I think it's <laughs> I, they are. You make a great liberal, actually. I think it's I think conservatives support the right of same sex couples to marry because you're valuing the individual. I think conservatives are the ones who are the Bill Buckley readers, the Friedrich Hayek readers. They're the ones that value science and education. They're the ones that would say abstinence only programs don't work. We need comprehensive sex education so we can reduce the number of abortions. That's that's the type of my concern. I think the term has been bastardized by those that would use it to their advantage. I, the, term, you know, the term conservative. The term conservative. And we've gotten so far away from what conservatism actually means that we don't recognize one when he sits here in a Nike sweatshirt and drinks bourbon on a Wednesday night and does a podcast. <laughs> well, now, isn't Fair it conservative? Um, and even, this could even apply to the word nationalism. If someone believes in um, the post-Civil War America, if they say, hey, we're conserving um, the idea that black and white men deserve the, and women deserve the same equality, right? But then another conservative could say, well, I want to conserve 1902. And then, and then you got your Columbus conservative could be like, technically Native Americans are the biggest conservatives, right? So I'm, I'm thinking just as an outside observer, when I hear the word conservative, I'm like, okay, what? It's like someone saying they like old school music. What do you consider old school? Well, I would say conservative is pro is not really a, a callback to a previous time. It's more, um, just the idea of small government, individual liberty, stay out of my business, I'll stay out of yours. Sort of a more of a libertarian thing. Is that kind of how you Yeah, I think it? that I think that's exactly it. I think before the party got co-opted by I baptized in the Catholic Church. I've gone to church most of my life. Like I'm I'm a religious person, but before it got co-opted by the religious right, what a conservative libertarian let's have you know, Arnie Vinnick in the last season of The West Wing said, I want as much good government as we can afford. That's, that's right about where I am. I've had, and even just coming out as a Republican. So even when I was out knocking doors trying to get signatures for my, for my, um, uh, pan voter pamphlet statement, I had Democrats tell me to get off their lawn because I was a Republican and told me to change my party. They wouldn't even look at me mm -hmm. and talk to me because I had Republican next to my name. And on the flip side, on Facebook, I have had Republicans tell me to change my registration because I'm not whatever their view of Republican is. And MAGA -ish. it's, it's, 
just very interesting how that's just been my experience when it comes to identity and well political identity but you were well, gonna the, say um i was gonna say jumping in on that the identity i um i don't know what i'm allowed to mention that i eat but let's say there were little sheets of paper that were outlawed in the 70s and manufactured by the CIA. And I was in the middle of the woods while eating these sheets of paper. And I, I wrote down the phrase, identity politics is neither. And I don't know where I got that, but I was thinking on it um, that, like, let's say when you just said, you should not be a Republican, okay? Sure. There's two trains of thoughts to how identity is established. One is, I can go out and say, hey, I vibe with three or four Republican things. Or Democrat things. Therefore, I should vibe with everything else because that's what a person like that thinks like. In other words, that's stereotyping. That is, mm. even though not harmful, it's right up there with black guys play basketball and white guys can't dance. Might be kind of quote unquote problematic to say that. But if you go out there and say, well, as a proper, it's the no true Scotsman fallacy, as a mm -hmm. proper Republican. So this is where I got labeled all right. My views haven't changed. Mm -hmm. Stay that blank off my lawn has been my attitude. That applies to gay marriage. That applies to my guns. That applies to my edgy ass jokes. That applies to abortion rights. I don't have a uterus, right? So I think what you're saying is the no true Scotsman thing. And I got that from the left. One thing I noticed, you were, were you running in Portland or Oregon? I'm running in, yeah. Southwest Portland. So. I hear a lot about gentrification and, and the black community right now, and I'm sure that there's been a billion podcasts on the riots, so we'll avoid that thing. But as I was driving down MLK while um, recovering from my camping trip, <laughs> I was hearing this podcast on some YouTube NPR type thing. It's like gentrification, gentrification. And I, I thought, I have not seen a MAGA sign on MLK. Hmm. You want to talk about the enemy of the black community. Every single sign next to the, the gluten-free yoga your dad used to own this barbershop, but now it's a Whole Foods business on MLK where they priced out. They replaced every black life with a sign that says they matters. Hmm. And I don't recall seeing a lot of American flags. You know where you see the MAGA flags? In the ghetto. Hmm. I mean, I've been to certain hoods. Like Oakland has a biker warehouse next to a block that they those bikers would not want to walk on. So I'm thinking the no true blankety blank is what got us here. But a lot of that, I think the people that are concerned about being a true thing are the, um, the least representative example of that thing. It's the doth protest too much. Like guys that run around saying they're male feminist. I'm a male feminist. I'm a male feminist. Guess who you're going to wake up with trying to take your clothes off at the rave, right? So it's the people telling you you're not a true Republican I don't think they are a Republican because they looked at their own values that they came to their own decisions on and then said the Republican Party fits me best. I think those people looked at the Republican Party, said that's what I am, and therefore I have to lick the party's boot, Yeah, which is why I jumped the Democrat ship. It's the same thing. I'm not going to back up a, a, a whole bunch of stuff that goes against what they believe, like I said about guns and abortion. Yeah, I can't see those as different things. They're horrible things that we have rights to do, and they should not be celebrated, but they should also be recognized as real. And now we live in a day and age where my party, the Democrats, if they got if they were in the woods and had a bear eating their arm off, their boyfriend wouldn't hit the bear because bears are endangered. <laughs> and at some point, you know what I'm saying? Like, reality sucks. The, uh, the term that gets thrown around the Republican circles a lot is rhino, R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. Yeah. I'm sure there's dinos as well, the Democrats, but... Um. Uh, you know, the thing is, we, we thought that that term was appropriating paleontologist culture. <laughs> and we decided that the uh, indigenous peoples that lived on the grounds of the dinosaurs... See how good, easy it is. To it's become, easy. It's easy. This yeah. is why you... Like, anyone out there that is on the fence is trying to find out how to argue with liberals. The so one thing I'll give Republicans, you guys and I will disagree. You will start spitting out facts and ask me for mine like we're playing poker. When you argue with a liberal, not I don't want to say liberal because mm. you're liberal in my opinion. Anyone that's you don't have I'll a mascot as a, in your downtown Portland, all right? You yeah. are an anarchist, brother. <laughs> so, um, but back to the uh, uh, the Repu the uh, Democrat and the far left argument, you have to play their game. Mm. You have to play by their rules. So if some chick comes up and screams and yells at me for being a man, ten years ago I would defend it. Today I go, I go, how did you assume I'm a man? Mm. Now she apologizes, buys me dinner, starts to go fund me for um, emotional abuse. <laughs> you, you have to learn how to play their game. That's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say one of the reasons that I, I guess I've, I've been so frustrated with the Republican Party from time to time, have thought about, you know, what do, what do I do? Do I switch my party? Do I go independent, libertarian, something else? And have 
mostly decided to stay Republican. And this is just me myself. Um, mostly because I think that as I am on this kind of maybe quixotic quest to bring people to the middle, um, I think the Republican Party is more more ripe for reform mm-hmm. than the Democrat Party is, the Democratic Party. I well, think, I mean, what, what do you mean by reform? I think well, we're well past the point of being fixed. We, You guys are a trash fire headed for the cliff. We are waiting on the bottom of the cliff with open arms to accept <laughs> you, but only after you lose everything you believe in. Because, see, Democrats come from a scarcity mentality. Republicans come from an abundance mentality. And the extreme of either one of those is where you get the extreme right wing and, and left wing factions. Yeah. Well, uh, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's disenfranchisement fine. with your own party and trying to come to, you call it the center. I'd call it the majority. 98% of people. Well, that's the thing though. We, we've become you know, this, this binary society where you're either yeah. left or right. And people have become more, it's more Red Sox and Yankees than it is about ideology. It's, Amen. It's, Amen. it's, I am a, I am blue. Therefore you, the enemy is red and vice versa. Um, well, you said binary and here's what's crazy is I'm talking to somebody online. And they are explaining the gender thing, which is a totally different podcast. <laughs> different, different binary. Well, I'd like to throw a, I'd like to throw a five minute thing in there at some point later about that. But the point is, yeah, I said, okay, so let me get this straight. You recognize that male and female are the, the extremes of a spectrum that encompasses thousands of things in there. And that whatever you feel, that's where you are on that spectrum. How come I became a Nazi when I decided to rant about taxes? How come we have right. a binary political system where if I came out as politically non-binary, that that would I would be treated the same way that a, a gender non-binary person would in the fifties in Alabama because it's yeah. like um uh, we and with all respect for all genders and factions if I can accept the fact that my female date might have male genitalia and they can't accept the fact that I respect a couple of Republican senators we do not understand the concept of non-binary right yeah there's not two pizza toppings. You know, the, so you just nailed it. They want the binary, and that's the same thing as... Uh, so you're getting, like, the political version if there's only two genders. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so from a practicality standpoint, having been in, involved in the system for several years now, I can see the, the value of, of political parties, especially in the American system where you... Like, the infrastructure. I mean, the as, as a candidate, I get training, I get resources, I get mentorship, I get connections that... I wouldn't get if I was an independent or libertarian. And I can imagine the Democrats are probably have three times as much as the Republicans in Oregon, who's a, I mean, have a lot of problems as a party as far as just being able to conduct business. Well, you, the, um, the problem with Democrats is we don't know where to spend our money. And a, a good example is when, um, well, you give, give $50,000 of it to Shamia Fagan. Well, exactly. And so you, I was over here in this lady and she made a good point and she was addressing the riot. She was Democrat and she says, um, we need to declare racism a national health crisis, racism a disease. And I, I agree with the bumper sticker. Here's a problem. If you look up the evolutionary biology behind racism, we're talking year two, not 19. You know, like this is like Jesus is, is still in the cradle, right? Or the manger, what? Right. Okay. Now, if if a bunch of black folks saw a white person come to their island, they know, wait, that person might have diseases that I don't. So not today. Today it makes no sense to be racist because me and the black guy went to the same hospital group in the same town, and I should be just as scared as, let's say, a white guy from Denmark or South Africa or Australia because they have not experienced my climate, right? But it's the evolutionary. So it's already it's all built. It's in. all built yep. in. It's, so it's, when they say racism is a disease, is. it literally is the opposite. Racism from the evolution. I'm not defending effing racism, so please don't clip this right. out. What I'm saying is from the. <laughs> From the caveman perspective, if you, someone looks different from you, and it's not just race, it could be height. Back in the day, if they, you did not look like the uh, cave people, I'm avoiding, I'm avoiding using a certain word for a group of cavemen, but right. um, if you did not look like the rest of that blank group, you were you're not hated for being the other. You were, it's like... Like it was, said, it was fearful, yeah, and it was it, rational fear. It, it was rational fear. Now right. it's not, but it was right. So it started in order to eradicate racism, we'd have to eradicate disease, and I believe we did that by shifting away from COVID onto free blank from Target. <laughs> but that's probably a podcast you've already done, right? <laughs> did you uh, did you watch the video of them looting the Louis Vuitton? I spent about eight hours watching every video, and at some point, I was like. 
you know when Rosa Parks threw the brick through the McDonald's? <laughs> I, I think that was it was the, either then or when MLK screamed world star and kicked the blank <laughs> out of the lady in the wheelchair that the civil rights movement that and when Malcolm X put down his guns you know those are the three big parts of the civil rights movement that I think we need to pay attention to sarcasm implied for the two listeners already writing hate mail to your show <laughs> well you already put in your uh <laughs> Your P.O. Box 261, Salem, Oregon, 97308. It is federal property. Try me. But anyway, like I was trying to say a minute ago, uh, I think the Republican Party, one of the reasons I've chosen to stay in the Republican Party as opposed to trying to just eject and find something else, is if I'm going to have a discussion with a Republican about race or about abortion or about one of these family values that we have, quote unquote, family values. That, say, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got to put the that, air quotes in. You would air quote button, just like quotes. the whoosh whoosh of two fingers. Right. Like, like, uh, <laughs> but the family values people, I can have that argument. I can have the argument because lost my train of thought. Your family anyway. values, you're talking about when you're talking to other Republicans, you can have a family values argument because you guys both know what you're talking about. Right. Whereas well, I can't argue with feminism or with another Democrat because it's alien language. Well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm having a conversation with somebody about the riots and I can, I can bring like, I can come in and say, Hey, look, a black man was killed by a police officer. And this is a, this is a thing that has been going on forever. And there are all these other systemic problems that affect black people a lot more than white people. And these are facts that a Republican can understand. And we may have different interpretations of how those facts are applied, but we can all agree on the same facts. And so you can have a discussion and maybe get somewhere. Whereas, when I, I was on Reddit the other day and I saw somebody, some comment that was saying, I thought you weren't a like, leftist. <laughs> yeah. This, this Why comment. Why am I on 4chan and you were on Reddit? That's the, that's know, the bigger discussion. Okay. Sorry. Uh, and this was like, well, there's a good way to fix this, um, this economy problem is the government just, just guarantees everybody, everybody's wages. And he had a whole bunch of people like agreeing with him and is like, oh, why don't we do that? Why doesn't the government just come in and, and just guarantee everybody's wages? And so you talk to somebody who's had more than a couple minutes of life experience and you really like, you realize how absurd that, that comment is and the, the third order effects and macroeconomics and, you know, the way top down economies don't work and, you know, history of communism. And you try to explain all of that to a 19 year old who works part time at Starbucks and, like you, you just can't have that conversation. Can so, I give a suggestion to that? How you could? Uh, how? Okay, so we're talking about disagreement. I this is one of my biggest beefs with the Republican is you know the whole left can't meme thing. Left, sure. Okay, the concert trad cons can't either. So the joke about a leftist meme is it's this giant block of text, and you have to know their language and know what intersectional means. And then on the other side, the right, you have a frog winking at a gun, and everyone knows <laughs> what that means, right? Well, you went to a place that is operating off of emotional, and let me preface this by not gender, but in the philosophical feminine argument. Again, there's a masculine and feminine argument, so I'm not going to disclaimer on a right-wing show. It's not about men or women, but the feminine argument is emotionally reasoning, uh, autonomy uh, within a group specifically. So mm -hmm. you are one, but you're also one of those. So you came in there and you laid down this very masculine, this, um, so what I'd recommend to that group is I would tell a story. And it's in Portland, right? Your mm -hmm. r slash, um, yeah, it was r slash Portland, r slash mom's yeah. basement. Okay, so <laughs> you are on, you are on r slash forty on welfare, and um, <laughs> you're explaining to them this concept of supply and demand and market cap, and they don't get it. So mm -hmm. what you say is, hey, is anyone in here in a band? Because I have one venue and one show to give anyone that's in a band, and then you go see this huge stack of people saying you're in a band. And go, I was originally going to offer you $1,000 to play, but now that I know how many people are thirsty for this gig, we're going to offer $5. And they'll go, why? And they go, well, because everyone wants it. And they'll go, well, that's not fair. So many people are banned. You go, boom, supply and demand. There's not a shortage of white hipsters singing about their ex-girlfriends, so therefore they're going to come cheap. Now, if I was looking for a black country musician, I might offer that $1,000 because in Oregon, those are illegal. But <laughs> as far as the abundance of hipster BS, so then that person goes, well, it's not fair because everyone could do it. And that's the problem with the Dems is they go, there needs to be a room for this fringe thing. But then they turn the fringe thing into the mainstream. It's no longer the fringe thing. You come in there and you try to say facts and logic. Are you kidding? Five plus five is not 10. Five plus five is institutional racism. <laughs> 
that's that's the way you have to argue with the left. <laughs> yeah, I I just I guess I'm not I'm just not li- a liberal enough to to have those conversations. It I'd say you're not me. leftist enough. A liberal would say, you know what, this guy sounds like a right wing pos, but I'm going to let him have a speech because we need more disagreeing opinions because we want to check my own. Hmm. A true liberal subreddit would put you first. Yeah, that's oh, what, I didn't. That's crazy I didn't, too. I didn't address him online. Like that's just a losing battle. Oh no, I, you're gonna get down. No, oh no, 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 no. Like, karma, no, he's right? gonna see it. I was just <laughs> thinking about it afterwards. I was like, how would I if I met this person in real life? Like, how in the world would I address this? Narrative based. I just yeah. well, I wouldn't. I'd just be like, all right, man, cool. Have, you know, how you would address fun. him? I'd like a triple venti, please. Hold the soy. <laughs> And then when you ask what your name was, you say Adolf, because because <laughs> that's uh, yeah. As soon as you start making those arguments, it might immediately are Nazi. Do you know why it's funny to joke about Hitler? Because no one would ever agree with what he did, and that's what I don't think this the um this is where the uh, I don't want to say alt right, and maybe you can you can tell me about this. So there's a big there's a big uh, concern amongst the Democrats where kids like me will go on 4chan and then become quote unquote rad- radicalized. But if I go on 4chan and see like a picture of a black person in a noose, I don't laugh. Like there's no joke that's going to get me to hate another race. Right. But at the same time, if I see someone that is like Jordan Peterson, right? Ben Shapiro. Mm -hmm. They share an edgy meme. If that edgy meme is funny, I'm going to laugh. Like the guy trying to pick the panic buttons left and right. One says, stay home, say lives. And the other one says, riot. (laughs) That might be an all right joke, but it's undeniably true. So if you want people like, not you, but if the Dems want people like me to stop browsing 4chan or stop looking up Jordan Peterson, where are our kids in the hall? Where's our Patty Smith? Where's our uh, Dave Chappelle? Where's our Jon Stewart from before he sold out? Where is MTV making gay jokes, racist jokes? Because there's a safety. Not. Yeah, you you can't do that on the left. Why do you think that is? Because it used to be that I would be allowed to walk into a gay club and make the most homophobic joke in the room as a straight guy, and they would go, well, clearly you're not homophobic because you're surrounded by drag queens. Like, they have this weird, you're not allowed to joke about that. Do you think it's because some of the neo-left is susceptible to that, that they truly are scared of these people they quote-unquote respect? I think it's projecting. Exactly. This this is getting to another point that I've been trying to, I've been thinking about a lot is, it's less about people being offended. It's me taking my biases and my insecurities and projecting them onto another person or another group. And it's, you know, I think someone else might possibly be offended by this. And so therefore I'm going to... On behalf of your people. On behalf. Yeah, exactly. On behalf of the people. And um, this is getting a little off topic, but... Uh, was This is dead this on is, topic. This is <laughs> topic. <laughs> this is... Um, PC and it's going too far. And so the people on the people on the right a lot of times will complain about political correctness and and complain. And we're, what they really mean is they want to tell bad they want to tell racist jokes and they're not allowed to anymore. So and I'm like, okay, I I, I don't really feel that bad for for those folks. But well, how there good is, were the jokes? <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> like, I mean, but uh, anyway. Point being, one of my kind of <laughs> one of my pet peeves is. Uh, the word Latinx. <laughs> you know what's great? Uh, the Latin. I lived in Hubbard. Uh-huh. Every word is gendered. Yeah. They have like a gendered word for ice cream. Well, that's my like, entire point. Yeah. That's my entire point. I was watching um, Queer Eye with my fiance. You know. How woke of you. Did I know, you, right? And did so her, they, Did her boyfriend they, care? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was on one side. Her boyfriend was on the other. It was okay. Um, and uh, one of the, the, the Queer Eye guys... Uh, they were they were renovating this this lady's life, and she was a Latino woman, and she, her she ran this nonprofit called the Latino Arts Festival, and throughout there was a, a couple points in the episode where one of the one of the gay guys referred to it as the Latin Arts Festival, and you know what they're doing is they are they are they themselves co-opting they are co-opting they're projecting they themselves are a are afraid of gendered language. Yep. And so they project this onto this woman and change the name of her organization. <laughs> it is, if she wanted to call it the Latin Arts Festival, she would have called it that. She didn't. She called it the Latino Arts Festival. Mr. Ice Cube, I put up your poster and now it says, you people with attitude. <laughs> well, it's like it, the, the, it, me and my white sensibilities, I think the term colored people is offensive. So mm-hmm. the, the, the NCAA, NAACP, I'm going to change that CP to AA because I think African-American is more appropriate. Well, as an alcoholic, like, I would like to say you're co-opting AA. 
But like, I mean, honestly, National Association yeah. for the Advancement of Colored People. Like, do I change that name because I'm a white person and I think the word, the term colored people is offensive? No. That's their organization. Do you know what happens when you tell a whole group of people they can't say the N-word? They come up with 500 more. Yeah. Such as colored, um, intersectional. And the, the, here's the irony. And this is, I'm going to just, you can just mute me and just tell me to stop. But I, the gender thing, I'm going to see if I can make this real quick. Okay. Working in mental health, there's got to be 12 or more categories in which a person would want to transition. Okay. Meaning body dysmorphia, um, just mental things, physical things. Some people are scared of breasts. There's all sorts of reasons. For example, of this conversation, we will say a normal transgender person is like Chaz Bono, someone that just is. Not on the cover of Vanity Fair, not out there trying to yell at people, just is. Living as a male, doing male things. Okay, cool, great. Chaz Bono, if your listeners don't know, is the female to male uh, senator, I think? Representative. Um, Honestly, I'm not. I don't, I'm not sure. You know why? Cause that name sounds familiar, but I... Yeah, because they're not on a reality show. So, right. But the point is, this is a trans man. Okay. Uh, presents as a man. If, if you saw him in traffic and honked, you'd scream, hey, dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. That person has to have some idea of what biological male is in order to tell their doctor what they want to be. Mm. In other words, a vegan would not exist without meat because you have to have meat to make reference to what not meat is. So the non-binary gender blah, 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 it doesn't hurt me or you. We're straight white guys. We're pieces of crap. They hate us already. What it hurts is Chaz Bono. It hurts the mm. trans woman that has spent billions of dollars trying to blend in by saying gender doesn't exist. Well, if gender doesn't exist, why did they just, why didn't they just say, hey, I look like this, I'm a woman? Because gender, and biology are tied together. So that's that leftist. It's a mix between a black hole and when you watch a toilet flush the drain. <laughs> the more you think about it, the more it shoots itself on the foot. Whereas what I'm getting from you is Republicans are kind of having the opposite problem where your guys' drain is, is, is overflowing with this. You're kind of scratching the surface, rip it under the scab going, all right, what do we got? We got a little bit of homophobia. We got some institutionalized racism. Not so sure about women. And then the more you guys scratch the surface... You're seeing more of what we're trying to flush down. And I've never met a yeah. more racist, sexist group of people than I went to Portland State Liberals. I've lived in the country, hmm. and the rednecks out there will be like, I've heard the following phrase, man, she's cute for a black girl. Hmm. Okay, that might be bigoted, but he's expressing a desire to breed with her. That is not the Klan's <laughs> strategy, okay? <laughs> Portland State, um, I understand you have Africans on your show tonight, and I really respect your culture, but the N-word is playing on our stereo, and I know it's in positive use with the A, but it's really making some people, her, feel uncomfortable. That's the difference between left and right racism. Y'all are well-intended. Like, you know, sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes no <laughs> clan member can tell me that that quote unquote that a black owned barbecue spot serves bad food. He could be like expletive makes good food. I hate those people. But the flip side never happens. If Donald Trump found a cure for breast cancer tomorrow, feminists would rip the pink stickers off of their Subarus because you see what I'm saying yeah. there. It's this: we have a need to destroy. You have a need to create. Maybe I'm totally generalizing there, but uh, you know the bumper sticker. I, I think you. I think you've got destructive people on both sides, and some of the far right in the Republican Party are are just as bad. And they they don't take like some of the some of the scratching the the scab off that like you're talking about. They embrace that, and they Maybe rather they, they like to see the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, and it's um, they'll they'll make excuses for it. They with the best intentions. Has done some of the most bigoted things, I think, to, in, within the party. But can you not say that's not true about mine? Or, or oh, I, I, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I am yeah. a Republican. I mean, th- this is the people I choose to associate so with. So, what's an example though? <laughs> so, on my end, an example would be like I said, closing down the hood to open up a feminist yoga studio is not exactly Martin Luther King's wet dream. Now, what would be an example on your side where you see people uh, doing the same thing? To you know, I think it's the blind, the blind. Um, love and adoration of Donald Trump. Okay. I think I, the the exact opposite like if like you said if if Trump cured cancer they would find a way to make it a bad thing left would whereas he said if he shot someone in Fifth conspiracies Avenue. where it says Donald Trump was waving to this direction and I, I correlated this to a Bible verse and therefore he's been sent by God. I, I have this meme that was I found this sounds Basically. awful. 
But I joined my friend's recovery group because she's like this 50-year-old alcoholic and she invited me to a recovery group to be supportive, mm-hmm. which I was. She's sober now. I stayed in the group because the memes. Oh, <laughs> my God. A picture of Jesus Christ holding up a photo of Donald Trump looking down at it that says, are you ready to be sent to Earth now? And I thought it was a joke, so I laugh reacted to this. Just flashed 13 milliseconds later, you know, Karen with the cat photo, at Rain Man McMillan, what's so funny? And I'm like, it's a picture of a Jew in the desert holding a picture of a casino owner from New York. I don't care the context. This is glorious. This is top keck memes. So is that kind of what you're talking about? These blind net, where if he went out and ate a kitten on live TV, Trump supporters would be like, that kitten yeah, deserved it. It was probably a trans kitten. Like that, that ilk. I think that, uh, yes. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. But I think, and we were talking about this a little bit about before the show. I wonder if that facade has started to crack a little bit. Um, today, we're not going to post this for a couple of days, but today there's an article came out with General Mattis um, came out blasting Trump mm-hmm. for his handling of the, the, the defense, right? He, the riots. He was Mattis. He was, he was yeah. He was he was uh, sec- Secretary, uh, Secretary of Defense, Defense under Trump, and and he was quiet for like the last two years. He yes. Um, so I I spent eight years in the army, and that's kind of the way the military is is what they teach you is to stay neutral. You mm-hmm. know, you're not a politician. You don't represent the military. You are part of a you know, this group that serves at the will of the country, you know, and I think he, even as retired, took that to heart and was like, it's not really my place to speak up on current events as a highly, you know, decorated, politicized former general. Um, and so, yeah, he put that out today, basically bashing Trump for his handling of the the, the um, George Floyd riot situation. And, you know, liberals can can spin around in circles all they want complaining about Trump and it's not going to do anything. But somebody like Mattis comes out and talks about Trump in a negative way that might maybe get to some people, some of the, some of the red folks um, about maybe Trump is not, you know, the second coming of Christ. And to your point, there, there are people who that's not hyperbole. Well, see Trump to me is like, okay, He's like Kanye West. And I don't know how much you're into Kanye West, but Kanye West will put out like this amazing album and it'll have all this nuance and he'll, he'll deconstruct Black Wall Street and how the Democrats are hurting the single father, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes on TV and he's like, hey, someone take the mic from that drunk white girl. And then everyone kind of goes, wait a minute, that's the Kanye I like. I don't like that Kanye. I like graduation EP Kanye. So um, it, my attitude toward Trump as someone that absolutely hates politicians, I saw this coming. I'm, I'm surprised it took longer. But what I love about him is it causes people to call out their own stuff. And what I didn't really like like him until about January. I was on vacation. And I'm listening to all these weird red-pilled YouTube channels from anime people. One of them's over in uh, Wuhan. Hmm. And he starts a video. He says, this old lady just fell over in the middle of the street in Wuhan. I know this is a virus lab. I don't speak good Chinese, but everyone around here is telling me you're not going to believe this. They got it from eating a bat. LOL. Okay. I shared this story with a friend of mine. Racist conspiracy theory, Ray. That's a racist conspiracy theory. There's a Facebook post on my wall from February 2nd that says Hmm. everyone out here is bitching about impeachment, but no one around here is complaining about this possibly man-made virus coming from overseas that has similar properties to HIV. Look. I will send you the link. Look at those comments. Racist, you want to shut the border, blah, blah, blah. So when Trump goes out, and he might want to do it for the wrong reasons. I don't think Trump is this kumbaya MLK kind of guy. But Well, he's out for himself. Like, he's totally you, out if for you, himself. If you want to understand Donald Trump, just look at what decision will make Donald Trump the most, the more popular, the most money, the most mm-hmm. power, the most prestige. And that's what Donald Trump is going to yep. choose. Well, he's, um, he's a casino. A casino yeah. owner doesn't necessarily steal money from you, but they have rigged the game to where no matter what you do to interact with them, they have the 51% advantage. Yeah. And the, uh, Howard Stern, um, do you ever see his movie or read his book? There's this yeah. one little spot where he said- The pillar of conservatism, Don, uh, Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, they're talking, he kind of is, because they're talking, the free speech angle, they, the guy said, um, 
people that listen to you listen for, you know, two hours a day. And Howard is like, what about people that hate me? And they go, four hours a day. Hmm. Donald Trump would not exist if the Democrats didn't get so um, cocky and throw their, their peacock feathers up. And if you look at all the causes that disappeared, the BuzzFeed causes, the um, as a gender non-binary pet owner, I'm having a hard time finding vegan food for my rescue pug, and this is problematic. <laughs> and they have no audience with that man. And I don't like the fact that a black man, not one minute, not two minutes, not Rodney King excessive force, we're all in agreement with George Floyd, right? I think mm-hmm. your listeners are all in agreement. Nine minutes worth of anything. I can't even watch the song from Frozen, and that's four minutes, right? There, Nine minutes of anything is not allowed from a cop, especially when yeah. you have handcuffs and yeah. other things. But my, my people on the left don't see the solution. They go, we're going to go break a black-owned business. I'm thinking, you deserve Trump. If you're sitting here telling me, not you, but if they're saying, right. you know, grab him by the P word and blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute. What happened to you burning down Bob's black-owned barber shop? Well, that's just property. So is his son. So is his daughter. And now they can't eat. You get food out of their mouth. You're, you're telling me the Republicans are going, the cult of personality for Donald Trump is, I think the cult of personality from Donald Trump would not exist if the... MAGA mom Karen, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Trump could do no wrong. Her profile picture is an eagle carrying a baby to Trump Casino. <laughs> <laughs> that person is not a response to the Republican Party. That person is a response to someone like me getting up in her face 10 years ago for misgendering my my robot. Like, so is I take as yeah. much blame for from my 90s Occupy Wall Street background for Donald Trump as, as MAGA mom is another cold sore. Sure. The virus is identity politics, and no one wants to talk about that. That and repealing the 19th Amendment, but that's a different podcast entirely. <laughs> Topic for the next episode. <laughs> Do women so, deserve the right to vote? <laughs> it's actually property owners. You know that? Women, actually, black people have never been given the right to vote. Did you know that? Do you know why women no. can vote? This is uh, not a joke. This no, is real. go ahead. Okay. I'm a super short version. It never said men can only vote. It said only property owners vote. The reason being, because me living single downtown Salem should not be able to govern what you and your fiancé do when you have a baby and I'm busy with a sock, okay? So, like, basically, there is no reason for someone that does not represent the contribution of society and property ownership to have a vote back in the world of 18-whatever. And that, Yeah, and that's what it meant. It, it, it meant, meant, like, head one, of household yeah, could vote. One, one vote per so family. Guess who got to, guess who got women to vote? Wyoming. Farmers look around. They go, we are 70, 80% men out here. We're not gay. We want kids. Currently, men can own property. Only property owners could vote. Therefore, when black people were given the 13th Amendment, they were allowed to own property. They were given the vote as part of a homeowners association, sort of a package. Therefore, women could vote. They just could not own property. So what happens is Wyoming is sex-starved and says, we need ladies and children, so we will now offer women. This is all documented. And on left-wing media, too. This is not some Uh red pill stuff. Women can move here. By the way, you get a vote. So women move to Wyoming and we get a vote. The problem is if it was based off of a family unit, it just canceled out the male vote. Mm-hmm. So so women's right to vote is a vote against women. And that's a different podcast. What we should do is say only property owners can vote. People like me wouldn't get a vote. The lesbian couple would. So it's actually very progressive to deconstruct voting based off of sex and gender. I'm huh. also the guest that will cause you to have a one-star review for bringing on that bigot misandrist <laughs> or misogynist, whichever M word means I don't like strippers anymore for some reason. They're not going to hear the context, but the context is voting used to be you had a stake in a society. You and your fiance would get a vote. I wouldn't because I'm running an apartment in downtown. I'm not yeah. contributing to society. Interesting. You touched on something a little bit ago, kind of, which is like the toxicity of the left, which is... And, the amount of racist or calls of racism when we talked about, when you talked about the, the virus coming out of Wuhan and the conspiracy theories and whatnot. Trump tried to shut down the Chinese, the board, like tried to shut down. China. Yeah. China. He, he tried to shut down people coming from China back in like February. Uh, January. And yes. Was it ja- January? January, late January. January because yeah. of the coronavirus yeah. and was called a racist. Yes, he was. By, all of the major news media. Go dig on Twitter and yeah. sort your, your sort your. Um, you have to do it in a browser on desktop. Sort your result history from January to the February first. 
Pelosi, Schumer. Pelosi is in Chinatown in San Francisco hugging people to prove she's not racist. Yeah. And so this is like <laughs> the toxic left response to the toxic right is that if Trump does something, it must be bad. And never mind reality. It's just, you know, if he does something, it's bad. Whereas the right is the same way. If he does something, it must be good. Period. It doesn't like reality has stopped mattering. It's all about identity. Well, what politics. about the, the DVD combo to that? You know, like when you're in Walmart and you see the, the one DVD you want, but then there's the other crappy one, like a package mm. with it. So you buy them both. There's another end of that. And that is that if someone is on the Democratic side of the aisle, they're immune to the same standards that Trump is being held to, to the point mm. where I believe if you call the Portland sexual assault line right now, they say, please describe your attacker's politics. <laughs> Because that will determine whether or not we take you seriously as a woman. And that's not a joke. You can look up there. There's an article, something along the lines of, yes, I believe Biden's victim, but yes, I'm going to vote for him. And so um, the left looks at Trump the same way they look at Hitler and go, God, what an awful artist. And you're sick of the Republicans that go, Hitler was the best artist ever. And we're like... He's not an artist. Like this, he's he's Basically. a fascist dictator, and we should be judging him as such. So I don't like a lot of what Trump does, but when I talk to my um, TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome friends, yeah, I go, "What do you think about his national policy and how he closed off the transatlantic pipeline immediately after uh, asking for extra parts for Detroit auto workers?" They go, "Blah what?" <laughs> well, I heard he called a feminist a feminist. I've gotten to the point of just trying to call balls and strikes. Like he does something good, I say it's good. He does something bad, I say it's bad. That, but even that, that like, kind of nuance will you get you nowhere. In the that's not even game. that's not even nuance. That's, <laughs> that's just, hate speech at this point. <laughs> even considering, like Trump ended this, he made animal abuse a felony. I don't know if you heard that. Which I think I heard sure. your thing on the death penalty. Yeah. There should be one death penalty for one person that is is visible and documented cruelty to an animal. And I don't mean eating one. I mean like people that torture cats. Hmm. I don't care. Like that is someone I would I would watch them get hit by a truck and throw out all my life, liberty, and justice. Trump was the first president to address beating up a cat. Hmm. <laughs> like Obama never was out there like they're kittens; they don't deserve to be struck. Like right. th that never happened. I wanted well. One I mentioned earlier, I had Republicans telling me to change my party affiliation. Um, no, this was sorry. This was the other way around. It was a Democrat telling me to charge change my party affiliation. Anyway, um, or. No, I just, all I did was, it was copy a tweet that Trump said where he was, he was, it was on the George Floyd situation where he basically said that they were going to have a federal investigation into the, into the, the murder of George Floyd. And I was like, this is good. Like Trump did something good, period. And just got destroyed in the comments. Oh, by, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't, you can't stand up for him. Like he's an evil person. Like you're, you're on the wrong side of history, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, he did a good thing. How can this be like, what are you, what are you talking about? I can't say the president did something good he's a human being he does good things and bad things just like we all do i still haven't voted for him you see that post i mean i maybe probably didn't but i posted the same thing about behavioral psychology if you want a child to change your behavior you don't scream at them for the bad things you ignore the bad actions as mm. much as you can i saw that and then positively reinforce the good actions so if i'm sitting here spilling whiskey all over your place you don't go hey a-hole you go hey ray it's your first time in my apartment because you uh, stopped spilling whiskey on my couch. <laughs> By the way, here's another here's another shot because you didn't. Okay, the the um the left is incapable of doing that with Trump, mm -hmm. and we're also incapable of doing that with cops. Hmm. I was telling someone, why aren't there any good cops? What would make you be a cop? Fifteen dollars an hour to get called a Nazi for twelve hours? I can do that on YouTube and monetize it. Yep. Why would I want to be a cop? So now, can you believe the cops are infiltrated by the Klan? Yeah, <laughs> because we're not offering them enough money, and only power-hungry people that like beating the crap out of minorities would take that. I saw a bunch position. of signs during this whole thing talking about defund the police. I'm like, are you kidding? Triple that is, their budget. That is Triple the their exact budget. Opposite. Of, yes. That's going to make it worse. Anyway, imagine walking in for cancer surgery or to get a root canal, and someone's like, "Hey, yo, man, I just volunteer for this. They fired that racist, you know, dentist. Anyways, what up? My name's Nate. I'm from the head <laughs> shop. I've always wanted to be a dentist, G. Like." <laughs> Come on, he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Aren't you glad this last guy wasn't a racist? Right. You know, no, I'd rather have a... a yeah. Uh, they, they always bring up Hitler, but they never mention... Um, how do you say this? Like, what if I said I hated Hitler? And you're like, good. And I go, you know why? Horrible artist. <laughs> okay, that's kind of how the Trump argument is on the left. Why yeah. do you not like Trump? Did you see what he tweeted? 
No, but I watched him reinstate the Fed after telling everyone he was going to end it. What's the Fed? By the way, I have $1,200 worth of free money. I can't believe it cost me $9 for a thing of milk. And then I explain it to them. When did you become a Nazi? See, that's that's what I was trying to get earlier. Like Trying to have those conversations with with liberals is just so frustrating to me for the most part. So anyway, we are actually running out of time. So what we like to do when we, before we end the podcast is ask our guests, who is your favorite Republican? We kind of gave you a little bit of heads up before the show. Um, you can, it doesn't have to be Republican. You can, can I throw out one thing before I ask that? Just the sure. one thing I want to see if you're familiar with. I'm sorry to hijack it. Go ahead. <clears throat> Go ahead. Something I want to get out to other Democrats that are wondering why people like me and especially black people, gay people and, and tokenized people are moving to the right. Do you know what market cap is? Yeah. Basically, if you're if you got two two hosts, by coming on your show, I increased your market cap by fifty percent because there mm-hmm. were two hosts. Now there's three. It's a fifty percent increase. If you had nine hundred hosts in here, I would only increase your market cap by a third of a percent or a ninth of a percent or whatever, right? Yep. There's so much invitation on the Democrat Party to come over here, gay people, come over here, black people. That invite has been extended for so long, their market cap is full. Every black person knows they're allowed at your feminist cafe. No one wants to drink the coffee. Now, the Republican side, people like you are inviting me on their podcast. I have not been invited on a liberal podcast since I said taxes are stealing. I've been invited on four conservative podcasts. You're the most middle middle leaning. Hmm. So the market cap for this crowd for what you're doing is empty. You have so much room to grow that when people say, why are these young black men and gay men being radicalized? It's because not only is the left being pushed away, but I just want to extend a thank you for saying, if you continue to do this, if you continue to say, let's literally sit down at the table, the, the left is not doing that. So Democrats, every minority on your in our America sign is not allowed in your kitchen because they make too much noise and you don't like their music. <laughs> Back to Republicans, I love Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I, I like Reagan because he's. Um, I watched. If you go look up, there's some videos of you know, it, it's the guy with the American flag icon on his YouTube has like the best 20 minutes of Ronald Reagan. He makes fun of himself. He's yeah. a comedian. He disarms his enemy. Trump is a roast comedian. Ronald Reagan is George Carlin. If you're going to use that analogy, he is someone that is able. I'm 40. Like I, I should not relate to 80 stuff. But then I go back and he's like. Government is the problem. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is today. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, and I, I, I'm sorry. I enjoy Trump for the same reason I enjoy the WWE. If I was high on acid and everyone that was competing was some sort of like autism spectrum with extra heroin they were given before the round. I love watching that guy on a press conference. It's, it's like a trash fire with a hot wife. Like Melania is the first hot. Okay, just stop talking, Ray. But I, I, there's enough entertaining about Donald Trump. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to end it. <laughs> Listeners, thanks so much. And uh, we will see you next time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Rational Republican Podcast. Your hosts are James Ball and Nick Berlowski. Lauren Christensen is our producer. You can find our episodes at jamesaball.com, iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts.